0: You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio. It's my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one.
1: In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell.
0: Mikey! Yes, yes. Please hold your applause, folks. How are you, Mikey? (laughs) Who? Mikey. Of whom do you speak? Uh, Well, I mean... I'm trying to change my ways and not call you Mikeamus. Okay. Well, hi, Joe. It's good to see you. You doing all right, buddy? I'm, I'm okay. On this hot uh, July summer day? Yes. It's not as hot as it could be. And actually, this, this year kind of feels like it's been kind of cool compared to our normal summers, I think.
1: Okay, if you think so.
0: It just I don't know. It just feels like it's... Some of these summer days have felt like autumn days, actually. What was it? Was it Phoenix, Arizona or something? They're looks like they're going to either match or break their record for the most consistent 100 100 plus day temperatures at like 23. I think it's 23 or something. Oh, wow. They're like at 110 degrees. Absolutely crazy. I'm very thankful that's not us. Yeah. Yep. So, Mr. Mike, before we get started too far, I wanted to share a recipe that I had a while ago, and it came to mind today as I was driving in here to meet you. They're called BLT egglets. Have you
1: ever heard Hmm. of those? No, but I'm interested to see what's in them.
0: So, you are going to take six large eggs, two slices of thick-cut bacon, and you're going to cut that into quarters. You take a quarter cup of mayonnaise one tablespoon of sliced fresh chives one teaspoon of hot sauce one teaspoon of red wine vinegar some kosher salt some freshly ground black pepper a half a cup of quartered grape tomatoes and a half a cup of shredded romaine lettuce now one of the ways that you can make hard-boiled eggs is by boiling boiling them in a pot of water right correct now Angela does hard boiled eggs in a uh, in our um, pressure cooker
1: pressure cooker okay
0: and it takes five minutes to get up to uh speed there and then we let it sit for ten minutes, so it takes fifteen minutes total. And the eggs are perfectly done every time.
1: So you're saying the eggs come out excellent? They do come out excellent. Very okay. nice. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. You led me right into that.
0: I, I did. I wasn't sure if you were picking up what I was putting down, but uh,
1: there you go. That sounds like actually <laughs> an excellent recipe. All
0: right. Um, so you're gonna place the eggs in a large pot and cover with cold water by about one inch, place the pot on the stove and bring it to a boil. By the way, do you know how to make holy water? <laughs> no, how do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. Uh, oh, uh, anyway, weird. immediately remove from heat and cover, let sit for 11 minutes. Meanwhile, prepare a medium bowl of ice water. When time is up, drain the eggs and submerge them in the ice water. Meanwhile, heat a large skillet over medium heat. Cook the bacon, stirring occasionally until crisp, about four minutes per side. Transfer to a paper towel lined plate. Now, I like my bacon um, chewy. I do too. Angela does the, not. The word she I likes use it is crisp.
1: Supple. I like it supple.
0: I've never heard that word before. Supple bacon. I like it chewy, not rubbery, but chewy. Like it needs to have some sort of resemblance of being cooked, but I like I don't want it raw, but I also don't want it like where I pick it up and it just like crunches and crumbles. Yes. What's the purpose of that? I want I want to be able to you know tug it a little bit like it's like burnt marshmallows. uh, I do not like burnt marshmallows either. It's gross. Um, You're going to then in a medium bowl whisk the mayo the chives, the hot sauce, and the vinegar, and season that with salt and black pepper to taste. You're going to peel and have the eggs. Spread the mayonnaise mixture on the cut side of one egg, one egg half, and then top with tomatoes, lettuce, and bacon. Then top the other half of the egg. Season that with um, salt and black pepper as well. And then you get this cool little sandwich. I don't know if you can see Ooh, it over there. I do there. see that. Yes. Doesn't that look good? It looks exceptional. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Tip your waitress. Try the veal. All right. So I wanted to share that because I I don't know why that kind of hit me today, but it did on the way in. Um, so wanted to share Mount Gilead annual car show is going on tomorrow at five downtown here, and it's put on by the friends of the village, not the village people, the friends of the village. I thought it was the village people. But it Um, is fun
1: to stay at the YMCA.
0: (laughs) Um, let's see here. So they're... The car show is sponsored by the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. They're going to have – it's free and it's open to the public. This event includes Mount Gilead's annual car shows. All makes and models are welcome. Uh, Presented by the Friends of the Village in collaboration with Community Days, which is on Saturday the 15th of 2023. That's uh, this weekend. On-site registration starts at 4 p.m. It's $10 per entry suggested donation. Entries pull on to South Main Street, Mount Gilead, through the light at the Marion Street, South Main Street intersection. Volunteers will direct for parking. Please register once parked. Shows run 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Joe, uh, I'm sorry. Judging starts at 6 p.m. The award ceremony is at 7.45 p.m. There's cash prizes and a 50-50. Some other fun things that are going on. Kids chalk the walk. Cornhole tournament uh, hosted by the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. On-site registration for that is a suggested $10 donation Per team, uh, starting at 5 p.m. at the Center Street and Main Street intersection. Tournament starts at 6 p.m. on Center Street. There's a live band, Steamtown Road, performing at 5 to 8 p.m. 50-50 raffle at the Friends of the Village booth on the main square. $1 per ticket or six for five. Drawing will be at 7.45 Uh, let's see here must be present to win food and beverages are going to be available. There will be a beer garden hosted by the Mount Gilead fire department and the end zone. All proceeds go toward the Mount Gilead community days, 2023 event fundraiser. Kings crossing food truck will be there pop and roll treats. Uh, they also do rolled ice cream, which that's pretty good. I don't know if you had any of that when they were here. I have
1: not tried that yet, but I've heard it's delicious. It is.
0: It's very good. It's, it's excellent jeez. I'm sorry, folks. We're coming off of two days here that uh, he hasn't been able to, or two weeks here that he hasn't been able to do that. So Um, let's see. Oh, happening Friday night at 8 p.m., the Pub and Grub Comedy Tour is coming to the 1836 Restaurant and Tavern in Cardington. That's going to be a good time, I'm sure. And Mike, also coming up this weekend is the um, new movie that is kicking Hollywood's butt. It is Sound of Freedom starring Jim Caviezel, and I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head. It is a surprise hit for Hollywood. Um, It beat out Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be at the Capitol Theater Mount Gilead at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Friday at 8 p.m. on Saturday. Now, notice I did not say 5 p.m. on Saturday because that show is sold out. ...for the 5 p.m. on Saturday. On Sunday, we still have tickets for the 5 p.m. I would highly encourage anyone to get their tickets early. I'll tell you how in just a second. On Sunday, there's still a 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. for that movie. Now, if you'd like to purchase tickets ahead of time, make sure that you get your tickets. Visit Site Again, that's Site. It's having a little bit of problem with the amount of people that are trying to purchase tickets. Now, isn't
1: that me, uh,
0: actually a movie about uh, um, uh, child trafficking? It is. It's about a, um, a gentleman. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But it's a real story mm-hmm. uh, where he goes to, basically, he quits his job at Homeland Security and goes to South America to rescue kids. Right. Um, and he has, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. He actually has a nonprofit mm-hmm. to continue this work, but uh, it. Apparently they filmed this movie years ago and it just now came out. I don't know exactly the story about that or what's going on. Um but I do know that it's it's a hit. The movie's loaded, it's built. I have not watched it yet. I really want to watch it. Um but uh it's it's supposed to be a really good one. Uh Mike and there's a lot of a lot of interest. Well, the, the, the thing that a movie like
1: that can teach us is that these things happen even in small communities like in Morrow County. It's not just a Los Angeles or New York type thing.
0: Ohio is one of the leaders in child trafficking. That's surprising. Um, there's a story I heard recently of a girl who was at um, the Polaris Mall with two of her friends. And she noticed when they were sitting at the food court that some lady took a picture of her. And went over to two guys, two big guys that she did not know. Mm-hmm. And they were all three looking at her and they grabbed, she grabbed her friends that she was with and they went to mall security. Yes, almost certainly. Yes. But just imagine had she not been paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's right here in Polaris.
1: So, you know, it, it might be an awakening to some people to, you know, what, what you need to watch for and, and the fact that this kind of thing is real.
0: Yeah, and uh, one of the things here that uh, Capital Theater and um, EDS Sauce Guys is doing, so EDS Sauce Guys called me and said, hey, we want to do a promotion with you, a cross-promotion for this show. And I said, okay, well, Denim is a counselor for a camp over in Lima that kind of deals with this uh, sex trafficking type stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, they are do- if you take a Capital Theater receipt to EDS Sauce Guys... From Sound of Freedom, they're giving you 20% off of your order. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, Capital Theater, if you bring us an EDS Sauce Guys receipt, we're giving you a dollar off popcorn.
1: Oh, wow, okay. As so, a cross promotion, we so just put the that whole thing up. is I, I mean, not that you want to, I don't know if promotion is the right thing for that, but. You want people to get in there to be aware of what's going on.
0: Yeah, we we want that, and if that means that we can entice you by going to a local food place either before or after, and, and you've got a little bit of a perk to do that, then that's that's what that sure. you know that's what that's meant to do. So it's a, it's kind of a kind of a public
1: service. I mean, it's entertaining,
0: but it's a public service. What?
1: Oh yeah, you, most certainly. definitely. Yeah. So uh, what do you got over there? Well, I uh, run across this from the um, Morrow Soil and Water Conservation District. Uh, there's going to be family fun night, and I know that today is the 13th, Thursday, but July 15th at 7.30 at Headwaters, that's at 151 Homer in Mount Gilead, there's going to be an evening of family fun, campfire, hot dogs, hiking, games, stargla- stargazing, and, and uh, finish with popcorn and a movie. Bring your lawn chairs and sit back and relax with family and friends as we hang out around the campfire playing cornhole and games with the kids. Go on a hike. And watch as the stars come out. We will be showing the movie Ice Age. Sit outside and snack on some movie theater popcorn as we watch the herd of friends come together for an evening of laughter. So that's this uh, Saturday night starting at 7.30 at Headwaters.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Um, Also, this one caught my name. So there's a billion-dollar bill on Facebook here. And it says, Trailer Park Billionaires. It caught my eye. Turns out, Eric and Dave do acoustic music, and they are going to be at Hidden Lakes Campground on Saturday at 8 p.m. That's the 15th. It caught my eye, and I wanted to share this because, like I said, it just caught my eye, and I thought, that's an interesting band name. Trailer Park Billionaires. (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) uh
0: not <laughs> yeah one of the things here that's coming up mike is home food pr- preservation and that's canning for newbies and that's going to be put on by our friends at at the um, Ohio State University Extension Morrow County office that's going to be at 619 West Marion Road entrance B If you want to learn more about canning or more about, you know, how to actually can safely, because there are ways that you can severely hurt someone or kill someone if you do not can appropriately. Uh, They're going to teach you about USDA-tested water bath canning recipes uh, for your right out of the garden or your orchard for salsas and jams, chutneys, all that good stuff. If you are interested, it's free, but you must be registered... And it's four one nine nine four seven one zero seven zero, 947 And c- you're going to contact Candice. I think it's here. H-E-E-R. Or is it her? That might be her. it's
1: probably something, yes. Well, uh, Good thing you spelled it.
0: Yeah, H-E-E-R. Um, so that's coming up. You got one, Mike?
1: Yeah. Um, going back to the uh, Capitol Theater, uh, Mount Galliard Public Library is presenting some free movies. Uh, let's see. The next one will be July 20th. It'll be Free Willy, and July 27th will be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. And these are being shown at 11 and 2 p.m. on Thursdays. So you know, there's something for the kids to do. It's air conditioned; feels comfortable in there. So um, yeah, let let the kids come down. Maybe go to the pool afterwards or whatever. But uh, we've had
0: over a hundred people at every every show. Oh wow! Yeah.
1: But that's being sponsored by the Mount Gilead Public Library. So uh, uh, another thing, and we don't do a lot of promoting of local businesses, but the Sweet Spot is open. Oh, and, and I had some place, their ice cream. Did you? I did. Okay. And uh, every time I go by there, there are people out there on the picnic table. Seems like people are really enjoying having ice cream in downtown Mount Gilead once again.
0: Yes, and uh, prices are good. The ice cream is delicious, and uh, the atmosphere is nice. Um, the paint job is interesting in there. It just it's just so welcoming and inviting, and it's it's so kudos to the Turner family for uh, getting that open again because that has definitely been a plus. Mike, the July American Legion all you can eat fish fry. Ooh, are you ready? Oh, why? Details are for July twenty first. It's a Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Cardington American Legion, Jenkins um, Vaughn, Post Mm -hmm. 97 in Cardington there by the uh, fire station. All you can eat Alaskan Pollock includes baked potato coleslaw, applesauce, roll water, and coffee. All proceeds benefit the American Legion. It's $14 for adults and $12 for children under 12 okay well here's one's
1: going on it's a craft night making butterfly boxes at the sellover public library in chesterville this is going to be on july 26th at 12 a.m 12 a.m oh it says 12 a.m i don't think they i mean, bet they meant noon i bet they did yeah that would be actually p.m but uh that will be what uh, 26th. what day of the week is that joey
0: the 26th yeah. i'm not sure i think oh that's wednesday
1: Okay, says, join us for a creative evening. Wow, July 26th at 12 a.m. I can't think. A creative evening. Uh, Lori McLean will teach us how to make a butterfly display box. No butterflies will be harmed in the making of this beautiful craft. Supplies and instructions will be provided. Registration in advance at selloverlibrary.org or by clicking on the event on our calendar. It's for ages 12 to adult. So, um, if you contact them, check on that on that per, on that uh, time. It does not sound right. Oh, here it is. At the top, it says six p.m. Tuesday, okay, July so twenty fifth, at six p.m. Okay,
0: that happens, right? Yeah, it happens occasionally. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Coming up is a fishing tournament, Mike. Saturday, July twenty second, from eight to five. It's catch and release fishing tournament. Food by donation, silent auction at 530. Location is going to be the Morrow County 4-H Private Archery Range at 5405 Township Road 14. And that is going to be on the State Route 95 entrance. And it looks like it's $10 per person. There are prizes available, some food. um, But it's going to be for benefiting the uh, 4-H group. So that's going to be pretty cool there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had one more I wanted to share before. Oh, the fourth Saturday Presbyterian Saturday Breakfast is coming up on the twenty second, and it says join them for uh, Snuggled in Hope is going to be their uh, their quilt donation group. Um, that's going to be the benefit they chose for this one. And of course, it's seven dollars for adults, four dollars for kids. Coffee, both regular and decaf, tea, milk, juice, and water. And that goes to the. um, That's going to be at the Presbyterian Church across from the post office. Um. Well, not across from the post office. Well, the parking lot. The parking lot is yeah. And that's going to be from seven a.m. to ten p. Or ten seven a.m. to ten a.m. Holy moly, we're we're not doing well here. And then one thing I had I wanted to share, it's out of the county, but it's close and it's pretty cool. It's going to be the Monster Truck Throwdown at the Richland County Fairgrounds on Saturday, July 22nd at 11.30 a.m. I might have to take Isaac to that. That sounds like a good time. So, I think that's all I have there. Mike, do you have anything? Well, I could uh, talk about some of the uh, upcoming up.
1: Activities with the Morrow County Historical Society. Please do. Okay. Uh, first of all, the famous and infamous walks have been very, very well attended. And um, the next one is going to be July July 20th. I believe that's a Thursday. And the walk will begin at 7 p.m. at the front door of the Morrow County History Center, which is 17 West uh, high street mount gilead right on the square they ask that you arrive 15 minutes early uh, i led the walk a couple weeks ago and it's some very interesting people have passed through morrow county so um, if you can be there uh, july 20th 7 p.m well actually 6 45 p.m you should be there and also on july 30th mr kevin evans will be giving a history talk uh, Dr. Nathan Tucker, if you don't know who Nathan Tucker is, come to the talk at the History Center. Uh it says, time to be announced, but I believe the 30th is a, Saturday, a Sunday, and it will be during our open time, which would be um, sometime probably starting at either 2 or 2.30. Uh, let's see, what else is going on here? Oh, July 23rd. There will be a Christmas in July, and there's an ongoing exhibit called Christmas in July at the History Center. But on July 23rd, we will have a special guest to go with that. All I I can say is, ho, ho, ho. That's what I heard. And he will be here July 23rd and uh, greeting the kids in his summer garb, as a matter of fact kind of warm wearing what he wears in the winter and the middle of july oh so
0: he'll be in his summer garb huh? he will be most certainly nice no vacation ohio
1: yes uh we've got him pulled away this is kind of his downtime when he's on vacation so that's a good thing but the christmas in july um uh exhibit is going on for the whole month of july as well as the tools and kitchen gab gadgets at the history center and the history center is open on sunday afternoons from two to four now an exception to that will be for farm days at the fairgrounds, which will be August fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth. We will be at the fairgrounds all three days. Um, we'll have to uh, check on the times on that. Um, I believe we open like eleven on all those days till whenever. <laughs> uh, so that's some upcoming events with the Morrow County Historical Society. And during the um, downtown days of Mount Galia, the History Center will also be open. I believe we're opening from 11 to 4 or 5. So, um, it's right behind the beer garden. Not very good visibility, but it's there and it's open. So, uh, come, and, uh, come and visit us at sure. the Morrow County History Center.
0: All right. And, folks, we apologize if we've got the window open because it is hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that truck was a little loud down there oh. just a few minutes ago so we apologize i was
1: talking so i didn't even hear it
0: what else you got what else is going on there at the historical society oh lots of I mean, good things going busy. on oh all the time
1: we got folks in there working volunteers in there working all the time um we're getting uh, we have two ladies that are working really hard on getting all of our inventory inventoried into the past perfect um uh Thing (laughs) Uh, program so that uh, we can readily find things, and so that uh, you know in the future we know uh, what we have, where it came from, and so on. And we have a couple ladies that are working hard on the displays and coming up with ideas all the time. And they're even working right now on the Halloween uh, uh, open house for the kids to come through. So. So they're
0: they're they're working ahead, and you have a few people who are working behind. Oh, yes. We have we have uh, folks that are working
1: behind us. Nice. And, and we have one man, uh, and I'm going to mention him, Lee Siegfried. He's here, and I was, he was here this afternoon. As a matter of fact, I spoke with him. We went down to the basement to look at some problems with the uh, flooring. And um, it's uh, just amazing what happens at the Morrow County History Center. If you haven't been there recently, you know, we, we're constantly changing so that, you know, if you come back, you'll probably see something different. So stop in. Again, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4, and uh, we'll also be open during the downtown days
0: at Mount Gilead. All right. Well, Mike, I think we're probably ready to do this, right? Are we ready? Sure, let's go. Buckle in. The Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mike and Miss, what are we talking about? Well,
1: today we're going to actually be reading an article that was in the Morrow County Sentinel on May 1st of 1969. It's recalling the early settlers on Yankee Street Road. Do you know where it is? I do not know. Pardon. There we go. <laughs> that wasn't me, by the way. That was a truck. Um... It's, it's near uh, just a little not too far from Chesterville, actually. And um, this, again, we don't have the writer, however, there's an editor's note. The following is written by Mr. Ray Price of 53 South Mount Vernon Street, Fredericktown, and is about Yankee Street Road in eastern Morrow County, where Mr. Price was born. Okay, I'm going to read it just as it was written in 1969. Yankee Street. Now, where is that, and why do they call it Yankee Street? I was born on Yankee Street over 80 years ago, and my heart is filled with warm memories for the spot and many wonderful people who lived there when I was a child. I will now tell you where it is located and how it came by its name. Starting at the village of Chesterville north on Route 314, past the first crossroad, which is center corners on the north, to the next crossroads. Then turn right, and you will be on Yankee Street. In the early 1800s, some families from Vermont settled along the eastern section of this road and were immediately dubbed Yankees. And so the road came to be called Yankee Street. However, they were not called the kind of Yankees that our southern friends call us today. The house on the corner where we just turned was the home of Benjamin Sherman, who resided there with his wife and family. He was a carpenter and had two sons named Smiley and Arthur, and a daughter, Dilly. Continuing, to the top, uh, continuing on to the top of the rise, there still stands the Yankee Street School, where I was first introduced to McGuffey Readers and Ray's Arithmetic. My first teacher was Milton Levering, who was later associated with his brother, homer in the livestock and grain market known as Levering Brothers in Fredericton moving on a short distance we come to a group of buildings which look much the same as when i started to school this was the home of Garrett Sellover and his wife Esther and their son Lemac and his wife um and his wife Hannah who lived with them i recognize that name
0: Hannah no Sellover
1: yes 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 uh should, they lived with with them one of the rather unusual features here was the ice house where ice was stored for summer use having been cut from the deep frozen creek and past, uh, packed in sawdust where it was kept amazingly well another feature was the flock of peafowl, which was raised and maintained on the farm where many visitors came to see on a clear still summer night the unmusical racious call of the mail could be heard more than a mile away. Oh, man. After the sellovers left the farm, it was occupied by Benton Graham and his wife, Candace, and family. There were eight daughters, Ella, Ona, Annie, Lottie, Flora, Manna, Jenny, and Myrta. Three sons, Frank, Ralph, and Tad. And what a happy and friendly family they were. Down at the foot of the hill across the brook and on the other side of the road stood the house where I was born. A rather plain frame structure with multi-paned windows, wood shingled roof, and rather large uh, center-located chimney, which had three mantled fireplaces in its base. One in the living room, one in the back bedroom, and one in the parlor. A board fence enclosed the lawn with a lilac bush by the front gate. A large black uh, sweet cherry tree was east of the house, and just beyond that, Was the well with its wineless crank and a chain and oaken bucket? Nothing to brag about, but it was home, and I loved it. Now let us go on to the next house on the right, which was at one time the home of Dyer Olin, who was the son of Jonathan Olin, who was the son of Jonathan Olin. Oh, (laughs) who was the son of Jonathan Olin, one of the original Vermont Yankee settlers. I read that twice. Just across the road was the home of an elderly widow, Rachel Ayers, affectionately known as Grandma by the neighbors. Though advanced in years, Grandma milked her own cows, churned butter in the dasher churn, made cottage cheese, raised a flock of laying hens, and also hoed her garden, generally raising a pig or two, made soap, and poured her own tallow candles, which she preferred to her coal oil lamp. She had two sons, Wilbur and Hamilton, and in one upstairs room, she had one large wool spinning wheel and also a small flax spinning wheel, a skinner and some other pieces which I have forgotten. Sometimes she allowed me to play with them. The next house east was the home of Grandma's son, J. Hamilton Ayers, his wife and two daughters, Nora and Lily. Mr. Ayers did some farming and was a fine carpenter. The next home on the opposite side of the road of Jacob Coon was the home of Jacob Coons and his family. His first marriage was to Ava Pond. They had three sons, Howard, Roland, and George. His first wife having passed away, he later married Sarah Brown. They had two daughters, Eddie and Bertha, and a son, Forrest. Across the road on the north side, was the Pond home occupied my childhood by Monson Pond and his wife Hattie and their daughter Frieda and daughters, Frida and Roberta. Mr. Pond's father was Roland and his mother, Martha Steyer. Roland was the son of Abel and Mariah Bateman Pond who settled on this farm at the very early date and was at a very early, um, at a very early date and was one of the original Yankees to settle here. This farm was a dairy farm, and Roland Pond engaged in cheese making. The next house on the south side of the home was the home of an elderly widow, Mrs. Nellie Olin, whom I remember visiting when I was a child. Just what connection she had with uh, the Jonathan Olin family, I do not know. This house burned down many years ago. The house that now stands on this site was built by John Sharp, who is still alive in Columbus, and is in his ninety eighth year, I would presume, since this was written in nineteen sixty nine. That's no longer true. Another early settler on this road was Jonathan W. Olin, who, with his wife and three children, settled on this road in eighteen thirty seven. Just where his home was located, I do not know. His son was Dyer, whom I mentioned earlier. The next home on the left was the home of Mister Harlow Matson, who was another Yankee settler and lived with his two daughters, Alice and with his two daughters, Alice and Anthony, his wife having passed away before my time. On down the road was the home of Bud Ewers, his wife, and two daughters, Grace and Zula. Zula taught school for many years, and was one of my teachers. This home was later occupied by Hiram Craven, his wife Clara, and their son, Allie, and daughter, Nellie. Nellie was married to George Hart, and their son is the Reverend Donald Hart, who was quite well known throughout Columbus, having been chaplain of the Ohio State Grange. Now, this is about the end of the old Yankee uh, domain. Later, the whole road from uh, town to where it joins Route 95 came to be known as Yankee Street. Huh. Piece of history of uh, that portion of Morrow County.
0: And did you say something about, is it Mossinger or Motsinger Pond?
1: You said something about that. Or well, well, maybe it was somebody's name. Th- there was a family by the name of Pond. Okay, maybe. So that might be what you were. Because isn't
0: there a pond out there that we've talked about where people swam? Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't remember the name of it, but uh, the na- M name that was in the article, that's kind of what I was thinking.
1: Okay. Um, I don't... I, I think I know where you're talking about, but I don't think that was the name of the... Of the pond. I I can't think of it right now. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't sure. If you know the name of that pond, folks, please uh, respond on our Facebook page.
0: Yes, please, because uh, I know Jamie Ziegler is probably going to listen and and share this, but, uh, you know. All right. Well, I don't have anything for the national history, so we're going to flash back to the present. All right, Mike-amus, is that time.
1: Warning, warning, warning.
0: Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning, warning, warning. All right, Mike, listen. I'm listening. Oh, no, I've just burnt my Hawaiian pizza. I should have listened to my wife and put it on a lower temperature
1: okay okay well i was in this restaurant the other day when somebody started having a heart attack i yelled does anybody know cpr someone in the back replied i know the whole alphabet we all laughed and laughed well except for the one guy (laughs)
0: <laughs> the earliest memory I have as a child, Mike, is visiting the um, opt- the eye doctor and getting my glasses. That word's not spelled right. Life before that was just a bit of a blur.
1: Oh, wow. You know, I got up this morning and I couldn't find my underwear. I looked around and found them after a brief search.
0: We have a printer at work, Mike. We've nicknamed it Bob Marley. Do you know why? No, why? It's always (laughs) jamming. Oh, you
1: know, if you dislike elevators and escalators, there are steps you can take to avoid them.
0: I hit the wrong button. There you go. Sorry. (laughs) Angela keeps telling me to stop pretending to be butter. But I'm on a roll now.
1: Tweet, tweet, tweet. There we go. Well, um, last night I had some uh, Himalayan rabbit stew for dinner. That's because I found him. I found Himalayan in the road. I almost screwed that up.
0: That's gross. Mike, did I tell you you used to have a job collecting leaves? No. Yep, I was raking it in.
1: Oh, wow. you know the uh the back and horseback riding is probably unnecessary you could probably just say horse riding you wouldn't need the back
0: Uh, let's see here um astronomers were bored and tired after watching the moon go around the earth for 24 hours so they called it a day
1: well, I had a former buddy who was supposed to help me get hay, but he bailed and was the last, that was the last straw.
0: You almost didn't get that one out. <laughs> Two peanuts were walking down the street, one was assaulted. Oh,
1: wow. My nephew just applied to study highway engineering, he's going to Tulane University.
0: All right, this is my last one right here. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school?
1: No. Well, who woke him up? Yeah, (laughs) he woke up. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, You you know, uh, well, I can't let you have the last word.
0: Of course not.
1: Peruvian owls always hunt in pairs. It's because they are in cahoots.
0: All right, well, I think I think that does it for us. Do we have anything else? Well,
1: I, I do have one more. Okay. <laughs> do you know the diarrhea is hereditary?
0: It runs in your genes?: Yes. God. that's terrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we should just uh, let that one pass.
0: All right, folks. Uh, That's been another episode of the Marwology Podcast. Until next time, be nice to each other, be kind to each other. You never know what battle someone's fighting. Take care.